got asked for a video on Buddhism 101, despite the fact that I've only read a couple of books about it and I read it ages ago, but I will say, cool. <laughs> and I will give you a crash course, despite not being qualified to do this. But at the same time, is the Dalai Lama qualified to give one on Buddhism? Isn't his answer to everything always, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that was $50 a ticket. Um, so, here's what I know about Buddhism that I think is very, very psychedelic about it, which is the first thing is that really it seems that the main goal of Buddhism is to engineer reverse psychopaths. Whatever a psychopath is, the exact opposite of that is a true Buddhist, I think anyway. And the way that I've come to that conclusion is that I have met some Buddhists in my life and they were pretty cool. Not those hard Krishna cunts, fuck off. Do you want this book for free but a donation's good? We, it's not free now, is it? Is it? I know you little fucking game, you bald cunts. But you can't even afford a phone to watch this. Life doesn't seem to like Buddhists that much, do they? No, it does actually, because out of all of the religions, even though people are, it's a philosophy, but out of all the religions that they uh, do the census survey on in the US, they're at the top. Higher than atheists, higher than Christians, they earn the most. And it's because it trains you to see life like this. Calms you. It's all just about having this very even keeled approach to life of, if I am happy now, know that I will one day be sad. And if I am sad, know that I am one day happy. So what's the point of these emotions in the first place? Me. Wow. It just wants you to be a flat line in one of those 80s. Doctor, he's dead. That, that's what the, it just wants you to be dead in advance. But uh, when I say that they're reverse engineering people to be psychopaths, a common thing that you've taught, and also I know this because I've met people from Bhutan. And the thing is, when you meet Bhutanese people, they really light up in your mind truly God's people. They are definitely the best people on earth. Without question. I'm sick of all this shit of people always just being like, yeah, Brazilians, why? Why? Because they're damn good bad this. They're the shittest housemates on earth, I know for a fact. Maybe British people. But they're up there. There's Bhutanese people though, on the other hand, I would gladly live in one of those dilapidated inner city apartments where 12 of them are just stacked on top of each other in bunk beds. I'd, I'd take that now, if I could. So they learn things when they're growing up, and it's the same people from kids into bed as well. They will put an aphid or a lady beetle on your finger and go, notice how it is uncomfortable there. Notice that it has its own direction in life. Don't kill it. So they're making you feel empathetic for an insect and then they work their way up, which is why when the Chinese went into Tibet, they demanded the kids come to school and kill a rat or a mouse or a cat. They're trying to reverse engineer them out of not being psychopaths. But the main point I think of Buddhism, and you know, there's all these other phrases that I can't even remember now because it's so long ago, but the, the, the main thing is just basically like trying to get you to de, or at least understand, but declutter yourself of shepherding. Because the main point that they're always talking about is that, you know, you smack your hand, that little tingly feeling afterwards is pain, but it lingers on in the mind. It will linger on more in some people's minds than it doesn't. Classic example, kids, when they do it, <laughs> but they made the tiniest fall. When you fall, you fall at what? 20 times the height? It's gonna hurt way more. But the little two-year-old, goes on about it for maybe 10 minutes, looking for all this empathy. 
That's what they're doing when they're trying to suck out the suffering. They're always using the point as well that in third world countries, you can just feel it. When I was in Pakistan, the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, it doesn't matter if I live or die. It just doesn't. Everybody seems to have that attitude of life there. Meh, I'm dead, so what? But in the West, it's a scary concept and any suffering at all, because we have healthcare systems that are properly functioning and things like that, they're just, you know, oh my God, he's got a slight headache. Just inject his skull with morphine. Ah! Doesn't happen over in the West. So the only way that they can medicinalize themselves is just sitting there and be like, okay, so I'm experiencing the pain. Does it suck? Only in my mind it sucks. That's the main take home from Buddhism. It is about removing suffering out of your life. What did I remember from it? Not much, but I do remember this. Observation. That's the main point of meditation as well. It's just getting very, very, very present. There was a really good example that Wayne Dyer was talking about where he went on safari and he saw this zebra that a lion had obviously taken a chunk out of its leg. But it didn't seem to care. It was just eating normally, like all the other zebras were, because that was the only moment it had. It didn't know how to heal its leg, so it just got on with the job. It's about observation. In fact, you can do it right now. If you ever have a slight pain in your head, try and do this instead of taking a Panadol. Just sit there with the pain and notice what it feels like. Does it have like a purple vibe to it or orange vibe? Ooh, that's a different color to purple, isn't it? And then you just see how deep it is. Uh, how far or across it's expanding across your head. You just try and visualize where the pain is and you just imagine it leaving your head. So really Buddhism is kind of just a mind fuck. <laughs> it's just training you to see the world, I guess. No, in the way, it's actually trying to get you to see the world more as it is. That just in every moment there are things to appreciate, things to be scared about, things to be happy about, everything. You could, you could focus on any of those things at one moment. I think that's the main focus of Buddhism though, is to just try and expand how much you can see at once. And that is what happens because when you go to these Buddhist monks that have been training in formerly Tibet, I'm guessing just Northern India now, for their entire lives, they can pick up if somebody's lying or not better than people that have been trained by Scotland Yard or the FBI. They're better at it. And it's because they are more present, they are more engaged. And also, they really have that Ned Flanders thing of, I find your odor offensive. Oh, okay, I guess I'll wear deodorant. Thanks for the nose news, neighbor. It takes a lot to piss them off. And when they are pissed off, they easily settle back into just being like, <laughs> again, they have a very cosmic perspective of life. Um, I can't remember the main book that I was reading this out of because like I've read a bunch of Dalai Lama books and I was just like, meh, boring. <laughs> you meditate too much, nerd. But I remember that one guy was writing about it, it was Daniel Goleman, but I can't remember the name of it, but his most famous book is Emotional Intelligence. But there was another book that he wrote mostly about the Dalai Lama and how his brain is different from other people's. And the other thing that they found out of the brain scans is that people that are Buddhist monks are easily the most happy people on earth. They are content. Because that's the thing that Buddhism kind of constantly trains. It doesn't, doesn't want you to be excited all the time. It doesn't want you to despair. It just wants you to just have that content your entire life. And that is really what you're looking for. That's what they figured out thousands of years ago, that the mind just wants peace and how best get to peace. 
I've given you a lot of tools on this. Obviously, you should be meditating, and I think you should be meditating more than even I meditate because I meditate once a day, sometimes twice a day. I'm going to start moving to two times. You watch me. You. I could just say it. Yeah, okay, I, I meditate two times a day. <laughs> you can't disprove it. That's what I remember about Buddhism. That is my Buddhism 101. It is teaching you to be an anti-sociopath, and if you want to read a book on it, read the Daniel Goleman one, whatever it was called. See ya. Thank you for this. I hope that was enlightening for you, but you know, it's probably as enlightening as listening to the Dalai Lama. He'd probably say the same stuff. I don't know. I don't know where the Buddhism is. Well, who knows? <laughs> he does. He fucking knows. All right. Like the video. Give me more questions. I wish you inner peace. Oh, how relevant.